Okay, we uh we just got done jamming with the PRS Starla. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it. It's been here. It was here for about a week, and then you had it for about a week and yeah. a half, Steve. Yeah, I had it for about. And a week you got and to half. go out and play it, but I I've had a lot of fun with it while it's here. Ariel got to play with it mm -hmm. for ten minutes or so. Yeah. Here today, mm -hmm. what do we think about it? I really enjoyed it. Uh, like you said, I had it out in church uh, like a week and a half ago. Um, it really. I'm typically like a Fender guy. Yeah, totally. Um, more of like a classic style guitar. I felt like this really bridges the gap of a lot of things I don't tend to like about Gibson and gets me close enough to like Fender territory while having like a very different sound. It's got a pretty Gibson scale neck, right? Yeah, yeah. it's, it's it right in between. Like... It's a 25 inch scale. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a oh, so little longer than Gibson, right? a little shorter than Fender. Mm-hmm. It definitely has its own feel. Um, I was, you know, looking at it, you expect it to have kind of like a Les Paul sort of vibe, right? And I think it kind of lives near that territory as far as being kind of like a dense brick of wood, mm -hmm. you know. But then there's this whole other aspect to it that you don't really expect out of a PRS, where it's almost got this kind of like vintage guilty kind of gretchy sort of thing going that's on that's what it reminds me of is that like like a like obscure guild yeah inspired like the body's yes less paul hinting but then it's got kind of this you know little funky thing going yeah. on that feels like you know something that could have been designed in the uh the mid 50s or something like yeah. that and just didn't survive uh popular opinion but now like people are discovering it but it's a totally you know modern design from prs it's their own design but it's got kind of this it's got an old soul <laughs> I think it's it's still pretty unique. Like, I, totally. I, yes, it has like a, a kind of a Les Paul rem, you know, reminiscent body. But I would look at it and go, "This is a completely new design for a guitar." Just, yeah. just the look of it. Sure, you sure. Know? And it's remind, you know, it does also remind me kind of an SG, you know, like the yeah. classic cherry black pickguard thing, which I dig. You know, uh huh. Oh, it looks sharp. It's also kind of got that. Uh like contour to a flat top thing that the SG does. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, whereas like a pure carved top, like a Les Paul would normally have. So I, I feel like, again, that's another thing that for me as more offender guys really comfortable because it is a contoured body. Totally. It's got the, it's got the belly cut on the back. Like everything about this is just trending towards being like just a very, not, I, I hesitate to say ergonomic guitar because like ergonomic guitars tend it's to be like really over the pl all over the place, but uh, yeah. this is a very comfortable design. Absolutely, I keep and gesturing towards it. I know it's over there. Yeah, it's a little bit in the frame, I'm sure, just in here somewhere. Um, yeah, it's a completely comfortable guitar to play. It's not like a lot of Gibson styles where ergonomics are kind of on the back end of the design if it's there at all. Uh, but it's kind of still got that good balance of form and function you know mm -hmm. it looks it looks stunning it's got a great look 
It's got some really neat modern features. It's got the locking tuners. It's got... Uh, yeah, those are cool. It's got pickups designed specifically for this guitar, right? Right. The Starla treble and the Starla bass pickup. I it's think, so great that that's what they're called. Yeah, it's just I like, know, right. no, there's no numbers. It's like, what kind of guitar is it? It's a Starla. What kind of pickups does it have? A Starla. Well, what's in the neck? Starla bass. <laughs> what's in the bridge? Starla treble. I, I really like Done. the sound of these pickups. I wouldn't mind picking up a set off of uh, the used market if I can find them <laughs> and sticking them in something else, you know? Did you hear that, Paul Reed Smith? <laughs> uh, I think they're, they kind of have like a neat, jangly, twangy, but still full humbucker right. feel, you know? Like it does, it's not, you can get some twang without like compromising mm -hmm. your signal strength. I didn't love the coil tap, I'm gonna be honest with you. You know what? I'm, Totally agree. Yeah. But I feel that way about every coil tap. Like, I've never picked up a coil tap and been like, yeah, this gets... Because I'm a big yeah. single coil guy. Yeah, me too. I've never coil tapped and been like, oh, yeah, now it's a single coil. To me, it always just sounds like a quieter humbucker. Yeah, I feel like when you do a coil tap, you're trying too hard to get too much into one guitar. And most, most with the exception of a few that I've played with, the output is so different that it's not worth the switch. Sure. I think where it could be useful is... For guys who maybe don't have a boost on their board or don't uh, mess around with pedals very much, if you want a gain change right. in your song, like that's an easy thing to switch <clears throat> real quick off on your, and it's just on your guitar. Yeah. So if you need a lighter gain uh, sound, then you pull the, pull the coil tap. If you need your heavy gain sound, then you go back to your humbucker. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it totally doesn't get you. I've never played a single uh, coil tap that made me sound like a single coil because right. it's a completely different character. Yeah, just and this one it sounded I don't I don't, don't want to bash it right away, but it it sound a little hollow. But then when, once you keep it into the humbucking mode, it's like like you're right. The the Starla's kind of it's somewhere between a standard Gibson PAF and yeah. like a TV Jones, like a little bit of TV Jones happening, a little bit of P90s, you know. But I felt like. For me, the coil tap sound, it was a good enough sound. Mm -hmm. I don't mean sure. like good enough in like a derogatory way. It's like, oh, it's, it's good enough. You know, like the classic, yeah. oh, it's good enough for government work, whatever, you know. <laughs> um, but more in the way that I felt like I could write songs around the coil tap uh -huh. or I could write songs around the humbucker, but I couldn't write a song that had both the humbucker and the coil tap in the same song, if that makes sense. I feel like I could, I could write songs with both of them, but I think... I wouldn't use the coil tap as my principal sound for this guitar. Like if I went into studio or playing it live, I wouldn't be like, yeah, I just leave this on coil tap. I would play this guitar centered around the humbucker sound sure. because I think it's just a better representation of those pickups and the coil tap just isn't as strong. And if I wanted a single coil in that territory, then I would pick up a different guitar. One of the things that's kind of interesting about the coil tap, at least from what I was hearing was that, you know, you guys kind of alluded to this. It's, it's more of a weaker humbucker sound. Yeah. But mm -hmm. in the way that it kind of does it, um, they're almost like fatter sounding than the humbuckers in a way. Like they're yeah. simultaneously, like they lose a lot of mid range. Yeah. But the, the pickups themselves in like their standard humbucking mode are just kind of like bright and punchy. And in coil tap, they lose a lot of that punchiness. Yeah, I guess so. Hmm. What do you guys think about the, the playability feel of the guitar? You know, guitar, like the neck and <coughs> excuse me. fretwork and whatnot. This is 
I honestly have zero experience with PRS. Sure. I've never picked one up. This is the first PRS I've ever Welcome to the club. Up. All right. <laughs> I play the... them in stores. Yeah. I've never owned one. Uh, yeah. I have friends who have owned them, but I never played theirs. From what I understand, they're like very accurate, buttery, ergonomic, yeah. clean guitars. And this one, just picking it up and feeling it, like you said, it, it kind of feels like it's price point, sure. which is sort of, you know, more of an entry level PRS. And to be honest, I could feel that, but I also I also understand that it's a brand new guitar that just came to you. It hasn't really been broken in or mm -hmm. set up yet. So it feels like it I, it feels like if if I got that guitar as is, I would need to take it to my tech and be like, all right, you, you need know, to make set this it, up for me. You need to make it personal. Yes. However, I will say the neck profile on that thing is phenomenally good. Yeah. It feels so nice in my hand. Just the just the whole contour of it just feels nice and chunky and something that if I was on stage, I could really just sort of sit back and just let the guitar play itself. I yeah. like that it's a modern feeling neck with, you know, modern fret appointments and yeah. kind of a modern shape, but then it's still a nice full neck. Like yeah. it's not some kind of like let's see how thin we can make it sort of deal. Yeah. Like it feels like a classic neck. Yeah. It's got like a V to C or medium V feel to it. Yeah, totally. I really like the, uh, and you see this on more modern guitars. You don't see this on like what Gibson's doing. You obviously don't see it on Fender because it's all bolt on, but the, uh, the way that the neck heel is contoured yeah. is really comfortable oh, and really cool. smooth. And I'm the kind of guy who I don't play a lot above the 12th fret. But something about the way this neck is, um, it just felt comfortable, and I felt like it was a lot easier for me to be accurate above the 12th fret. I mean, it's not hard for this. me to get my first finger all the way down there. Yeah. You know? Thank you. You heard that, ladies? Pretty good. <laughs> hey, <laughs> there's there's pretty good fret access there. I mean, it goes, it goes all the way down, especially with the little PRS-style cut right there. Um, it, and let's just... It's beautiful. Yeah. I think it's a great looking yeah, guitar. It's cute. I guess the last Very feature on this, um, maybe to talk about, is it's got that Gibson, or Gibson, <clears throat> all these words, that Bigsby B50 oh, yeah. uh, vibrato on there. This is my first experience really with playing any kind of vibrato or trem system heavily. Okay. And I was kind of like, when we first got it, I kind of just looked down. I was like, I'm just going to bend the thing out of the way. I'm, I'm just going to pretend it's not there. I ended up using it a ton. Yeah. And it's so, it bounces right back. I mean, I don't know how they normally are set up out of the factory, but this one is dead on. I felt like Feels I good. could slam it as hard as I wanted to or pull as hard as I wanted to, and it bounced right back. Yeah. So, um, I mean, if you I, have it's a, a really good vibrato for someone like me who just needs something subtle. Yeah. Not very much else. And like I said, I'm, as far as like, I've got a couple of fenders with vibratos on them. Uh -huh. And to me, they're just kind of like scary because I'm so worried about the guitar like <laughs> never going back in tune. I mean...
I mean, it really is dependent on the setup of the guitar. If the uh, the saddles are in good condition, and if the nuts in good condition, and if the tuners are in good condition, because the a Bigsby itself, there's nothing mechanical on there that you can tweak one way or the other. Right. It's just, it's you know, kind of static in its design. Mm-hmm. You can't make it a better or worse vibrato or tremolo. It just is what it is. So it's really dependent on the quality of you know. What is it? Graphite. Not I think that might be graphite. It's yeah. some kind of black. It feels like graphite. It's got that feel. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've picked up guitars that have big speeds. You use it and you're SOL right out of the gate. Right. This handles the big speed really well. And you can see, you can't see in the video, but sitting here, you can see when you use the big speed, the bridge flexes a little bit. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's always a key thing for stability with a tremolo is if the bridge will rock a little bit with the use of the tremolo that means that the strings aren't sliding <coughs> that they're kind of locked against yes it doesn't go out of the tube. bridge so they don't slide and don't get stuck somewhere so yeah this thing is set up really nice to play yeah we haven't done with anything your, with, with it. your we, tremolo this is pr- ba- really out of the bag from what we got totally. so. i didn't do any setup on this i think it plays great out of the box um I mean, you said things that that didn't really appeal to you. I'm trying to think of yeah. I mean, what it, doesn't appeal to me about it? Like, if I did something different, the color is not really my thing. Well, they've got like I think six I or eight colors on this, so this is they again have it, they have it in gold. Know, beggars can't be choosers. We right. this is a demo model, so <laughs> yeah. you know they have it me. in gold. So if I was to buy one of these, you know, I'd get the gold. They also, I think they also do them in seafoam. They do seafoam green. Ooh. Um, I probably would want to swap the this is all just aesthetic stuff if i owned one of these i'd probably want to have it gold white pit guard right that's just my thing i really like the locking tuner design prs uses is that their own thing i believe so yeah Um, i hadn't seen that design before i've had a guitar with uh the shallower locking tuners on it which are the back screw Uh uh-huh and i mean it works but i definitely feel like the top screw on this where it's basically like you can use your pick for additional leverage. It's a really great design. It's a lot simpler. Um, just the back screw. I mean, the back screw works, uh, but I, I just like the way this one's all on top. I kind of actually really like the way it works because it adds a little something extra that's kind of like eye candy, I guess, to the sure. headstock yeah, without it just being it like, like some mechanical. Yeah, without it just being girth. like this over the top thing. I think it really fits the aesthetic of the entire guitar really well. Totally, yeah. totally. It's a little heavy. The whole you thought guitar? the guitar was heavy? Yeah, but not like super heavy. But, you know, coming, it's just, I think compared to the other guitars we've, we've been playing. Sure, Okay, sure. yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. You know, and it, now like lightweight, like is all the rage, you know, all, all the guitar builders boast about sure. how, oh, this guitar is six and a half pounds or, you know, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, it's but. not super light, but then I've got a few guitars at home that after playing this thing and having it strapped on for like two hours... Went home and strapped on one of those, yep. and like I thought, I was just gonna have, like pull a muscle. Right. I definitely so have heavy. heavier guitars than this. I definitely have way lighter guitars than this. Right. But this has that kind of just you strap it on and it's not going to go anywhere kind of feel. Like yeah, it feels solid. It feels too, solid, yeah. but I don't think it feels so heavy that it's going to be exhausting. You know, it could I take could, a beating. I could imagine. <laughs> I could imagine wearing that for a long set. You know, mm-hmm. and not complaining about it. Where you know, I've got a an explorer on the wall that the camera can't see uh, that 
like I don't think I could last more than 45 minutes holding that thing. It's way too heavy. That's why we always played a lot of fast songs. Yeah. <laughs> as many of them as we could in 35 minutes. Well, do we have anything that. else we need to say about this guy? I don't think I do. Yeah, I think it's a great guitar. I'm super thankful that uh, PRS sent it out to us to mess around with. It's, it's a ton of fun interviewing him. I know I'm the only one here who got to do that. You guys weren't there. It's cool. Uh, but yeah, I think something I wanted to touch on is I think it really kind of embodies the theory that that Paul dropped on us during the interview that guitars are like after having played with this PRS and the PRS that was at the booth, I totally get the theory that he dropped that electric guitars are reductive instruments. Right. And I can see that. Uh, thought of design within like the feel of the guitar and the playability of the guitar or like the theory is that a guitar being a reductive instrument means that if you don't have high end in your guitar it's not because you have too much low or too much mid it's because something's taking the high out mm -hmm. like it feels like a really balanced instrument as far as how it resonates and the frequencies that you get out of it it doesn't feel like a bassy guitar it doesn't feel like a trebly guitar or a mid-heavy guitar mm -hmm. it just feels kind of like the honest representation of the string which is kind of an interesting thing to think about that makes sense yeah like you don't it's not like a telecaster where you pick up a telecaster and you're like oh man it's so bright where it's not actually bright right it's just missing lows and mids yeah or, you know, other guitars that feel like, oh, this is such a bassy guitar, it's missing the highs. I think know? I think that's that's also like a feature of a more Gretsch style pickup sure. where that's actually uh, I, I never thought of putting it that way, but that makes perfect sense. Really representative of the string. You know? Yeah. Although the Gretsches and like gold foil style pickups all kinda of do that sort of thing and, and you get that on this guitar. But you could also tell because it's also humbucking style that if you put some some dirt behind it, it'll really oh it'll yeah really wail. Oh yeah, you can totally just grind with this thing. Yeah, it'll scream. I, I'd like to take her for a night out on the town and, <laughs> and you know be a little rough <sighs> with her. Yeah, totally. But she's pretty too, so maybe not so much. But you know, she's got she. she it seems like she can handle it. It's a nice looking guitar that you can tell is going to look good with a couple dents and scratches. Starla. That's like you don't name you know. That's like you name your daughter Starla. You don't know what she's gonna end up doing yeah. for a living. Yeah, she's probably she's gonna be an astronomer. Yeah, yeah or like she'll uh, probably do hair. Like uh, I'm, being right. I'm being personal horrible care. right now. Yeah, you are. Yeah, right? yeah. Sorry, yeah. lady dudes. <laughs> All right, I think we've said everything we need to now say. I about can't this show thing. this video to my friend Starla. Sorry, Starla. Steve has a friend named Starla. Apparently, uh, I'm a horrible human being. We've wandered into. Just misogynist territory. Misogynist nonsense. Uh, she could be a, a masseuse, a misogynist. She's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a sick farm in here. <laughs>